Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And welcome back to the Investor Coaching Show. I'm Ira Work, sitting for Paul Winkler. We're sitting here with Ann Sawaski. This is the Investor Coaching Show on 99.7 WTN. So we were talking about the 60-40 portfolio before we went into break. And we were talking about rebalancing the portfolio. You know, and as I said, the purpose of rebalancing the portfolio is to manage the risk. Um, you know, I sit down with clients and I think you probably do the same thing. You know, ask a very important question. Is it important for you to manage risk in your portfolio? And the reason why I asked that question is most people have actually never given that a thought. But when we unwrap that, they realize that, yes, it is. Some people say yes right away. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I know how much risk I'm taking. And when I ask them, they really have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know any of them that really know what, what risk they're taking. Well... They don't know how much risk they're taking. Yeah, you know, right. They've gone through perhaps and 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 answered a ten or a twelve question uh, questionnaire, and they've come up and have been told by their advisor, well, based upon how you've answered the questions, you're a, a moderately aggressive investor, or you're a moderately conservative, or maybe just are a moderate investor. And when I ask, well, what does that mean? Right, right. And they they don't know what their portfolio assets' true risk is. Yeah. Yeah. So then I dig into that a little bit more and ask, well, is it important to be able to measure it, you know, and manage your risk? And when they say, yeah, because I don't want to be taking too much risk or I'm willing to take a little bit more risk. You know, I have never had a client, when the markets are going up, you know, say, Ira, you got to get me out. I'm making too much money here. I, I just, I'm going to have to pay too much money in taxes. Just get me out right now. They don't realize that that doesn't happen without the risk of it going down. So risk is actually, according to academics, on both sides of this equation. Right. And, and the, the importance of the rebalancing is if you don't rebalance because stocks typically go up a higher percentage of a time than bonds, over time, your portfolio will get riskier and riskier. So you could start out in a retirement portfolio that's very conservative and end up years later in an aggressive portfolio and you didn't even know it. Just before you're ready to retire yeah. and then 2008 hits. I mean, I remember people coming into the office um, you weren't with us at, the, at this time yet. In 2011, mm -hmm. and you probably remember 2011 yeah. was a bad year for the market. Mm -hmm. And people were coming into our office showing us their portfolios that other people had put mm -hmm. together. And they would say, I was hoping to retire in January. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I can do it. I don't right. have enough money now. Right. So the purpose of rebalancing and the management of risk, number one you need to know how much risk are you really taking? 
And there is a scientific academic way of measuring risk that you can know with a 95% confidence level how much the portfolio could potentially drop in any one single given year. Now, a lot of people, I'll be 63 come February. A lot of people, you know, my age, um, 60, would say, well, I don't have a lot of time left. Mm. You know, because, you know, maybe they're thinking, well, I'm going to retire at 67, my full retirement age. Anybody born in 1960 or later, now the full retirement age, the age at which you can collect full Social Security with no penalties, is age 67. So if you're coming to my office or Ann's office or Paul's office or one of the other 10 offices that we have around the Nashville area, thinking, well, I don't have a lot of time. Well, let's look at that. Let's unwrap that. You may be ready to retire in four or five years or seven years. Let's say you're 60. But you're probably not going to take all your money out of your retirement account. Right, right. So that money has to work for you for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, you... It has to pay for you. It, it has to be paying you instead of you paying it, in essence. Right now, you're probably investing. So you're putting money in. Or, you're going to be pulling it out at that point. You're going to want to make sure you don't run out of money right. over your entire retirement. Or even if you're not still working, maybe you are in retirement and you're in what we call the decumulation phase. Mm -hmm. You accumulated it up until you retired and started needing it. Now you're decumulating it. But properly set up, there is still probably opportunity for that money to grow. Absolutely. So, you know, my plan, um, and I know that I'm going to do this, okay, I know this. I am going to meet my goal, Ann. Mm-hmm. My goal is to live to 99 or die trying. Great goal. <laughs> so Why it, 99? Um, it really, it's really very simple, Leviticus. If I, I feel if I live to 100 or die after mm-hmm. the age of 100, people say, well, you know what? Here's 100. Here's 101. But if I die at 99, they'll feel bad. Like, oh, man, if he would have lived another year, <laughs> oh, gosh. he would have made it to 100. Yeah, I, I mean, know, think, I about, philosophy. think about Betty White, Yeah, right? I just was going to say, yeah. I think Betty yeah. White missed 100 by like a well, week like, or something. No, like, I think it was like four months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it wasn't much. You know? Yeah, But even yeah. still, I mean, yeah. they'll feel bad that I died at 99. <laughs> <laughs> I love your philosophy. <laughs> All right. You crack me up every time. Yeah. You know? So... If you just think about that, and people say, I don't want to live to 100. I don't want to live to 99. Now, I don't want to live to 99 if I don't have a quality of life. Well, I say 70. Okay. 70. Okay. Yeah. So, But thinking because I had older people teaching me at a younger age, and so they passed away 65, 70, 80. Well, just take good care of yourself, and I bet you'll beat that in a heartbeat. All right, but all right, so, uh, yeah. so Leviticus, okay. I would venture to say that when they passed on, medicine was not as good as it is today. Right. Or they didn't take it. Or they yeah. didn't take it. Okay. 
Um, but if you're doing the things to keep yourself healthy, and the, look, I, I always thought I was doing the things to keep me healthy, and I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've had heart surgery, so yes, good things, bad things can happen to good people. But if you're doing those things and you can have a quality of life, why would you want to die at seventy? Yeah. You know, I, you know it, it might be that I want to live to 88 years old because I was able to go out and buy the flying car. That's what I'm really living for. <laughs> I am living to see the flying car. The Jetsons. And buy, buy that. Well, right? you know, the thing that's funny, I don't know about you, but in our planning, of course, we always ask, you know, well, how long do you think you'll live? And because our planning kind of depends on how long the money is expected to live or the person for the money. And anyway, I find over and over again, people think they're not going to live as long as statistically it's showing that people generally are living. I Over and over again, I feel like people underestimate. I don't know about you. Oh, I totally feel that people underestimate. Yeah. yeah. And I think people underestimate for the simple reason that they've lost loved ones at younger ages you know, their grandparent, well, my grandmother died at 63 or mm-hmm. my grandfather died. He was 68. Yeah. You know, um, but I think there's more opportunity for us to be healthy today. Mm-hmm. There's more knowledge. Right. Okay. Right. And just like with investing, there is so much knowledge out there, but the knowledge doesn't cause us to do anything. Right. Okay. We know the detriments of being overweight when being obese. It affects mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually. It affects us in many, many different ways. But America has a huge overweight problem, mm-hmm. okay? There's a tremendous amount of information when it comes to investing. Um, I was looking at this earlier. Um, there are, I did a Google search. Um, let me see if I can find it. There are over 4.5. Doing a Google search for the word invest. Okay. 4.39 billion <laughs> results. Wow. <laughs> now, if you were a speed reader and you could read all these pages, take an average of two minutes to read every page, it would take you 4,176 days to read all that information. <laughs> now, I don't want to I mean, yeah. live that long. Well, I also don't want to spend all that time doing that. <laughs> that would be pretty boring. Because that is actually reading <laughs> yeah. without stopping yeah. all that page, yeah. all those pages. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.